Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3rd, 2011 at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to the program. I'm your host, Raven Devani, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we will be talking about the inauguration ceremony, Mama, Warm Bodies, and Black Stallion. So to start off the show, we have with us Victoria, who was able to attend the inauguration ceremonies. So Victoria, why don't you tell us how you're doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm awesome. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the inauguration and what you got to see well this is my second time ever watching the inauguration Mm -hmm. and it was pretty amazing there was like a lot of singing and Obama's speech was really moving and it was really like I'm not usually a fan of speeches but this one was like entertaining and I was actually like intrigued and paying attention to it that's awesome because, like, typically, if you think of speeches, unless they're like really powerful, you're like, "eh, I'm so bored." Like talking. Whenever I think of speeches, I think of lectures. But I'm glad you enjoyed his speech. So, tell us about some of the performances. Um, there was a, I think, an award-winning choir performing, and mm-hmm. they were really good, especially the soloist. Mm-hmm. And Kelly Clarkson performed. Nice. How was she? She was perfect. She's That's always awesome. perfect. <laughs> That's awesome. And um, didn't Beyonce perform too? Yeah, she was actually really good. But I couldn't really hear that much. But she was still really good. That's awesome. I think it's cool. Was there? Was it like fully choreographed and everything? Um, no. It just seemed like she was singing. And I like the way she sings, because while she sings, she smiles. So then it, she seems all happy and stuff. That's awesome. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about Obama's speech? Obama's speech, he covered, like, everything that was controversial. And he did it, like, so eloquently. He worded it perfectly. And he, like, covered everything that people wanted to talk about and all the problems that our country was having our country was having but he did it in a very polite and like entertaining and it was just 
it intrigued you. Like it made you want to listen to what he had to say. And that was like a good speech for your second term inauguration. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good. I mean, because it's broadcasted all over the place. And the fact that President Obama made it entertaining as well as intellectual and graceful. I think that's awesome. So I hear that there's a big parade that happens um, as well. So how was that? Um, I went to the parade. It was really long. I didn't expect it to be long. I thought he was just going to drive around and then it was over. But it was like really long and it was actually kind of nice. He mm-hmm. rode around and he just he waved and there was a lot of parades from there was a lot, a lot of marches and like floats from other organizations. Oh, like what kind of floats were there? Just like people riding around and they had like band marching bands mm-hmm. from colleges. Oh, that's awesome. And who did you go with? I went with my mom. Oh, that's nice. That must be fun. And um, I forget, where are you from? I'm from Georgia. Oh, so then you got to go all the way out to Washington. That's awesome. Yeah. I've never been to Washington, D.C. It was kind of nice. Mm-hmm. So, um... Tell us a little bit about the president's limo. I hear it was quite interesting. Beast. It is yes. ginormous. It is like it looks like like a truck could hit it. One of those big like U-Haul trucks, and it and would then not nothing even would happen. Stop. Yeah, that's it awesome. Is literally a beast. <laughs> and is that what it's called? Yeah, that's awesome. That's so great. So who else? Um, gave speeches um some senators I think I couldn't really hear but it was like a good experience Mm -hmm. were you like pretty far away from the stage um yeah I had tickets but it was still like kind of far away but Mm -hmm. I couldn't really I could hear what the people were saying but I couldn't hear like the announcer announcing their names but their speeches were like intriguing too they didn't bore they weren't like boring like you expect speeches to be they were actually interesting Mm -hmm. well when the whole um like campaigns were going on me and my mom we'd always watch like the presidential debates and I I like some of the um debates and speeches I'd get kind of bored with but then other ones I was like ooh, this is actually and so I imagine like from the speeches to the floats and the performance I mean that's fantastic you're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are talking about the inauguration, Mama, Warm Bodies, and Black Stallion. So right now I have with me Victoria, and she went to the inauguration ceremony, and she was just telling us all about President Obama's speech and all of the amazing performances and floats and parade, and it sounds fantastic. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about some of the performances? It was like a free concert. It was great because the choir, the arrangement was like really beautiful. And the soloist had the best voice. Like I didn't know how she was like singing and it was like 10 degrees outside. And her voice sounded really good. That's amazing. That's awesome. And did you go to the ball? I, I did not go to a ball. Uh, yeah, there was like there was like a ball for all of the teens and stuff. I heard that there were like really good performances. Like but you didn't know. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm sure that would have been awesome. But I mean, it sounds like an amazing experience without that extra stuff. 
stuff. Um, so there was like a bunch of choirs there. There was only one. Oh, only one. But I mean, I love choirs, honestly, and I can imagine how challenging it would be to sing in like free below freezing. So I think that's awesome that they were that they were up to your expectations. And were there any other big name celebrities there or performing? Um, there was a man singing a rendition of some song. I, not, I didn't really know who he was, but he was really good. And he played a guitar ten times better because he was playing like, an instrument. Guitar. <laughs> That's awesome. And was the first lady there? Did she give any speeches? She didn't give a speech. She just came in with her children. That's awesome. So did you get to talk to anybody while they were um, in the crowd? Did you get to meet anybody interesting that was there? Not necessarily anybody famous, but get to make sort of new friends at the inauguration? Yes. I made friends. I made a travel agent friend. He was cool. Awesome. We could get you some nice tickets on planes. (laughs) Yeah. And he gave some nice comments. He was like, he was one of those... um, like commentate he was like watching the inauguration but he gave like some pretty relevant comments and it was like really nice and there was a lady sitting in front of me i didn't really know what she did or her name but she was really nice she bonded over porta potties not having soap so she had lots of hand sanitizer (laughs) that's awesome i always think it's fun when you're in a place where there's like a ton of people and you just get to talk to like random people like that's why i really like going to concerts because i'll make friends and then i like when the concert's over i'll never see them again and i don't know their name but it's like it's still fun to like bond with people over common interests you know like porta potties and soap (laughs) what was it like being in such a big crowd um it wasn't really that big of a crowd i'm pretty short so i could really squeeze in between the people there were sections that you could stand in and i was in the red section so it was like only like the people who had red tickets could be over there so it wasn't that big of a crowd but i could see pretty well that's nice I always think there's like pluses and downsides to being in big crowds because like one it's cool because it's all like festive and then otherwise you're kind of like it like sardines in a can almost but I mean it still sounds like a pretty amazing experience even though it was freezing and you were kind of squished but you got to make friends and you got to see President Obama's speech and you got to see an awesome parade and you've got you got Kelly Clarkson and Beyonce perform. I'm very, very jealous about that. <laughs> well, we are out of time for this segment, but Victoria, thank you so much for being us and telling us a fantastic experience at the inauguration. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney for Kids First Coming Attractions and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. 
To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now we are going to discuss the new ghost story thriller, Mama. And I have with me Brianna, who is going to be interviewing me, which is very, very fun. So how are you doing today, Brianna? Very well, thank you. How are you doing, Raven? I'm awesome. I'll let you take it away. (laughs) Okay. Well, this is a film that I have not seen. And since it's about scary things, I don't, I don't think in the future I'll see it, but maybe sometime. <laughs> um, so can you please tell me about it? Yes. Yeah. So Mama tells the story of Lily and Victoria, who are two very young sisters, um, and they get abandoned in the woods. And when they're abandoned in the woods, they're one and three. So, I mean, they're babies. And... Oh. Um, they end up being taken care of by this very mysterious, disturbed ghost that they call Mama. Um, Well, their uncle has been searching for them since they went missing, and they end up being found, and he takes them into his home with his girlfriend, Annabelle. And, um, And then he ends up getting injured very mysteriously, which it definitely has something to do with Mama, but I don't want to give it away. And she ends up having to take care of the girls all by herself. But Mama starts getting jealous of Annabelle, and things go a little bit crazy from there. Oh, yeah, just leave it at that. Things yes. get a little bit crazy. Okay, I have only seen the trainer trailer of Mama, and I think that's enough for me. And it seems really scary to me. So how was it for you? I know you love horror and scary things. I do. I love scary movies. And okay, this, the movie itself was definitely very scary. But my experience in the theater 
was really scary because I was at this big theater in Denver and five minutes into the movie, like the fire alarms went off and like everyone like didn't know what to do. So then everybody got up and was like leaving the theaters and like freaking out, like having no idea what was happening. And then it turned out that like the fire alarm just went off for like no reason, (laughs) but it was right at a really suspenseful part in the movie. And then you just hear like, and everyone like jumped and was like, Oh, what's going on? So that was definitely very scary (laughs) for me. See, you had your own like, yes, I had my own little experience that was quite scary, but Um, The movie itself is definitely quite scary, but it's not something, for me anyway, that I'm going to go home and be like, oh my gosh, mom is hiding in my closet, you know? So Um, it was scary in the moment, but it it didn't really stick with me after. Oh, so it's like, it's scary, but after you see it and after, like, I guess you could say calm down from it, because you have to calm down from all movies and get back to your, like, natural level. Um, yeah. So it wouldn't really be like, oh, this is here and that's there and stuff. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. Jessica Chastain, Nicola Coster, and Megan Carpenter are starring in this film. What do you think about the performance of the actors? Were they good? Were they bad? Were they semi? Um, I thought Jessica Chastain was amazing because I don't know why I'm not that much of a fan of her and her other movies and in this movie I thought she was absolutely incredible she was amazing and it's not that she's a bad actress in her other films but it's like I don't know she's just not my favorite but in this movie I thought she was fantastic because she played sort of a rebel character and she was sort of cold towards the girls at first and she ended up being my favorite character because she was so uh, held back when it came towards the girls. But then she realized, like, there's some creepy ghost that's trying to torment them and torment me. And she ended up doing an amazing job showing her emotions. And it was fantastic. Oh, so it's kind of like, like in other movies, it's like, oh, you were good. But in this movie, she was amazing. Yeah, I thought she was really incredible in this film. That is amazing to know. Yes. Um, do, do you have a favorite scene in this film that you speak of? Yes, in this film that I speak of, yes. Um, my favorite scene would probably have to be in the very beginning when um, Lily and Victoria's dad is like driving them into the woods because it sort of gives you the idea that he just killed his wife, but it doesn't show it. But you just kind of like, you kind of know because like the little girls were like, daddy, where's mama? And then he comes in with a gun and he has like blood splattered on him. And he, and he's like, mommy had to go on a vacation. And it's like, okay, well, I think something, <laughs> you know that's not true. I think something happened there. So anyway, he's like driving into the woods and like being all crazy And they end up finding this little cabin and he like takes the girls there and I don't want to give it away or anything, but pretty much he ended up trying to, um, to, to rid himself of his children. And then mama came and stepped in and she threw down and then that was that. But the reason I like the scene is because, um, it shows how the girls sort of acclimate to their new surroundings, but it doesn't actually show them. It shows crayon drawings on the walls of like different events that they've been through. So I thought that was very creative. Well, that's good to know. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton. And, and I'm Raven Devaney. 
and you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we will be talking about the president's inauguration, warm bodies, and black stallion. So right now, let's continue talking with Raven about Mama. And we were just talking about her favorite scene and how in the beginning, the dad kind of looks like he just killed his wife. And yes, <laughs> that was kind of creepy. So, <laughs> so I know you can't give away the whole film. Um, I mean, who would want to? But it was sim- was it similar to other films like Don't Open the Door, Something Bad is Going to Happen? Or yes, other it horror was, films? It was, um, I'm convinced from the bottom of my heart that this movie is a mix between The Woman in Black and The Possession. And the reason I think it's like a lot like The Possession, um, it doesn't necessarily have the same storyline as The Possession, but in The Possession they had like nasty bugs flying around whenever like the evil ghost was near and then in this one they have nasty bugs flying around and like coming out of the walls whenever mama's near and then for those of you who have seen the woman in black this will make sense to you but for those of you who haven't pretty much the woman in black is about this lady who like loses her baby and she goes crazy and then she turns into a ghost and is all like psycho and stuff (laughs) and the ghost um in the woman in black and mama they're very similar and they both have sort of similar motives because mama lost her baby like years and years ago. And it's very similar to the woman in black. And then the ending in the woman in black and in mama, you think it's going to be a happy ending and then bam, it's not, I'm not going to tell you what happens, (laughs) but if you're expecting a happy ending, do not see this movie. I'm warning you. (laughs) I see. It's like, see, I warned you about it and you just did it. Yeah. So it's kind of like someone said, we're going to mix Possession and we're going to mix The Woman in Black and we're just going to make this movie and we're going to call it Mama. Yeah, pretty much. That's that's (laughs) pretty much what happened. (laughs) Yeah. So how are the special effects? Were they like really vivid or were they kind of, yeah? Um, I think for the most part, the special effects were pretty good. This isn't the type of movie where there's like a ton of special effects, but obviously Mama is animated because they didn't get a ghost to play in this movie. Um, So I thought the animation of Mama was good until the very end of the movie when you see her face (laughs) because her face looks so fake and like so unrealistic that it completely pulls you out of like the magic of the movie and it like slams you back down into reality and you're like, oh, this is just a movie. Like, no reason to be afraid. And so I think that's honestly the only problem I had with the visuals. But otherwise, they were good. Oh, I, I hate that, too. It's like an animation movie. Like, not, not an animation, but, like, mm-hmm. a type of animation. And it just totally just ruins it. Yeah, like, they tried to make her face look really creepy and distorted. But it looked like, like, I don't know. It just, it was just not good. It was, it could have been done a lot better. Oh, well. Well age group do you recommend it for do you recommend it for just teenagers or is it rated pg-13 or rated r like what is the it's rated pg-13 and i definitely recommend it for ages 13 plus and it's definitely geared towards teenagers um i'm sure you know adults who are into horror films would like this movie, but it's not its not like a slasher horror film, and it's not like a super intellectual thriller. It's just sort of entertainment. So I'd say ages 13 to 18 is the main target audience. Okay. And really quick, how many stars do you give this film? 
I would give this film four out of five stars, so definitely check it out. Well, Raven, thank you so much for telling us all about Mama. So go check it out as it's in theaters now. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton. And I'm Raven Devaney. And from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. And welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, here with Brianna. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now we are going to talk about the new zombie romance, Warm Bodies. And Brianna is going to be interviewing me again. So I'll let you take that away. Yes, I will. So, again, I I asked you about like 10 minutes ago, but how are you today? I'm good. How about you? I'm very well. Just want to make sure. A lot changes in 10 minutes. (laughs) totally. So, Raven, tell me about this warm bodies romance slash zombie film. Well, it's definitely a very interesting mix-up, and I think we have to make a new genre of (laughs) film called a zombromance because it was such a great great thing. Um, So, this movie is pretty much about, like, this 
weird zombie apocalypse happens, and it doesn't really explain how, but pretty much they're zombies, and they're all sort of just milling about, and the humans, they stay away from the zombies. I mean, as long as they don't go outside, they're totally safe. And um, this one zombie boy, and his name is R, and he's so cute, even though he's a zombie, he... (laughs) wants to know what life was like before he was a zombie because he used to be living and he used to have a family and a life and they can't remember anything once they've died so he sort of just mills about and he's trying to find more meaning in his life well he meets this girl named julie and she is a zombie hunter well he sort of like kidnaps her almost because he knows that if he leaves her she'll be eaten because like her guns are gone and stuff so he takes her back to his little zombie house and he takes care of her and they sort of develop a friendship that defies the odds because she's a zombie hunter and he's a zombie and eventually he starts bringing himself back to life and a whole big group of other zombies start bringing themselves back to life as well because they start remembering their life before and their hearts start beating and then in the end there's this whole huge battle and I don't want to tell you the end but it is an amazing movie wow I really want to see that now yes you should check it out it's awesome Okay. Who are some of the stars that you liked in this film? What did you think about their performance and acting? Um, I really, really, really liked R because he was, I mean, honestly, like you'll see zombie movies and they're like, oh, brains. But he brought so much more to the character. And I think it's funny how he got his name because like he couldn't say his name. So he was just like, and she was like, I'll just call you R. And so, um, I mean, I thought he was fantastic because he like walked about and something that I thought was funny is because like even though on the outside the zombies were like really slow and stuff on the inside like they could totally think like normal people so it was funny he was like stop staring stop staring you're being creepy again and then he's like say something normal and and he was like hi like it was just (laughs) so cute so he so he talks in this film it's not just like in the beginning of the movie all of the zombies are just like yeah but um when they start coming more and more like alive they start training themselves to talk and they talk in very like simple words they'll just be like you stay i go and like you know really really simple (laughs) like cavemen yes because pretty much they're like retraining themselves how to like do stuff but i thought it was really really funny the dialogue between the zombies because they're both like talking really slowly and like oh it was so funny if I watched that, I would be all like, Raven, I remember. Yes. So, do you have a favorite scene in this film that you could have in a zombie romance film? Oh, God. I, I mean, honestly, the entire movie was so incredible. And it's hard to pick one scene that I really like. Um, but, okay, so pretty much Julie keeps trying to get away from R. Like, she knows. he's just trying to help but she knows like okay eventually I have to go back home so she leaves and she goes back home and he um he like figures out how to act normal enough to sneak into the city 
and he goes and he finds her, and they do such a big reference to Romeo and Juliet, because her name is Julie, and his name is R, and she's up on her balcony, and he's, like, down below, and they have this, like, whole interaction, and it's so cute, but my favorite part of that scene is they take him up into her room, and they're like, okay, we need to you to look like you're human and they're like oh we'll put makeup on you and he was like no please no and I think <laughs> it's funny because if you tell a guy like I'm gonna put makeup on you they they freak out and even though he's a zombie he's still freaked out too see there's a guy in him somewhere mm-hmm. so how about the special effects or the cinematography um the cinematography was awesome because this movie did have some blood in it because obviously the zombies have to eat but they made it in a way that wasn't, like, absolutely disgusting. They made it um, very classy, I would say, for a zombie movie. So the zombies weren't, like, disgusting. They were just, like, really pale and sort of had bags under their eyes. And the, um, the cinematography was sort of gloomy, but it wasn't, like, all dark and scary and decaying and stuff. So it was just sort of, like, darker lighting and the people were really pale and stuff. But it wasn't, you know horrifying you know (laughs) that's nice you're listening to voice america kids network i'm your co-host brianna hope tom and i'm raven devani and you're listening to voice america kids and today we will be talking about the president's guardian i mean the president's inauguration (laughs) mama warm bodies and the black stallion so right now let's continue talking about raven about warm Bodies, and we were just talking about how the special effects and cinematography were not like so. I guess you should say traditional. They were very unique in a way. Yes, very. If you were writing or directing this, would you add or take anything away? Oh gosh, I don't think I would because there are so many like hidden messages in this movie. That I feel like if I changed something, they wouldn't be as prominent. So I think this movie was very well written and directed. I wouldn't change a thing. Mm. So before, like, three seconds ago, you were talking about a lot of messages coming out of the film. Can you tell me some of the messages or one of them? Yes, definitely. So I think the main message was sort of, are we living or are we just, you know, warm bodies? Because he was talking about, talking sort of in his zombie language, but um, about how he wishes that he could go back to the future where everyone was connecting and that everyone could talk. And then it went a flashback, or no, in the past, and it went to a flashback of the past. And everyone was like walking around on their cell phones and stuff and nobody was actually talking. And so it was sort of like a gesture that we were more zombies back then than we were in this movie and it was sort of just like go out there and connect and be and like live your life like live before you die because just because you're breathing doesn't mean you're living and I thought it was fantastic yeah it's like you have to live not just exist Mm-hmm. That's that's it's deep, man. I felt that. Yeah, there was so many other messages, and like I saw it with my mom, and she's all into like delving deep into you know movies and stuff because like she used to take a bunch of film classes, and so afterwards we spent like two hours talking about all of the messages. But that was the main one because that we did was not the have two one. hours. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was the plot of the storyline? Was it easy to understand, like, or were you just like? Yeah, this is confusing. No, it was very, very easy to understand. It was very easy to follow along. 
That's good. I mean, when I watch films, I, I want to understand it and not just look at it. Yeah, because otherwise you kind of tune yourself out. Yeah. What age group do you recommend this for? It's rated PG-13, but I would say probably 12 and up because there's, I think, like three um, cuss words total in this entire movie, and there's, like, no sexual situations. There is, like, some some blood a little bit when the zombies are eating, but they make it kind of funny. So, I mean, honestly, I think ages 12 and up, and I think adults will love this movie as well, and so will teens. That's good. It's kind of a round range of yes. ages. A very well-rounded age group. <laughs> yes, yes. So, would you, wa- would you watch it again and very quickly? Yes, I actually... I, I really want to watch it again, like, right away. And I give it a billion out of five stars <laughs> because it was it was fantastic. I knew you would. Yes. Well, <laughs> you know me. Raven. <laughs> well, Raven, thank you so much for talking with us and telling us all about Warm Bodies Zombie Romance, which will be in theaters on February 7th. So let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Brianna hope And I'm Raven Devaney. From Kids First Coming Attractions, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. Kids Safe, Mother Approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, 
Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss the Black Stallion. And we have with us Brianna. So, Brianna, how are you doing? I am doing very well from the last ten minutes. I know, right? We just got to check in. Yeah. (laughs) So why don't you tell us about The Black Stallion, which is a film playing this month on HDNet Movies Kids Scene. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, I will tell you. Okay, so Alec Ramsey, played by Kelly Reno, is on a ship with his father, and he is traveling to, I think it's England, and he's traveling back home because that's where he lives. And, And... and so they're on this boat, and he's on a boat like they don't relate, but a very wild black Arabian stallion, which Alec calls black later in the film. And so one day a terrible storm happens, and only Alec and black survive. And it's very, it, when I see that scene, it kind of reminds me of the Titanic, because you see underwater, and it's like, I was just like, whoa, Titanic. Anyway. <laughs> Um, they end up on a small island and Alec befriends Black, which is very hard to do because in the beginning of the film, it, like, Black is a very wild animal and he doesn't want Mm -hmm. anything to, uh, disagree with that, I guess. Yeah. He doesn't want anything to do with anyone that's like, hey, I'm gonna tame you. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I don't want to be tamed. No. Go away. So, why don't you tell us what you thought of this movie? was very nice it was like i think what i thought went a little too fast in the beginning because i felt like it didn't really go not deep but i didn't i think it should have done a little bit more on the stallion like the horse because Mm -hmm. i felt like it just showed like one picture of the horse and that was it and then at the like middle of the film, they ch- they finally get into that whole friendship thing, mm-hmm. but I think that's the only thing that I don't like. I like everything else. Like the cinematography was good because I like how they did close ups and wide shots and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, so you think they could have like embellished a little bit more yes. on the beginning? I see. Yes. So, what age group would you recommend this film for, and what's it rated? This film is rated PG. Woo! Yay! And, well, actually, actually, it's rated G. Most of the most of the movies I watch, not for kids first, but most of the movies I watch are for rated PG. So, mm-hmm. woo! It's rated G, and it's for ages. Well, I think it's for ages seven to fourteen, and younger ages may be scared of some of the scenes. But mm-hmm. if they're watching it with their family, it's I think it's fine. Yeah. And if you're a horse lover, this film. It's for you. That's awesome. Well, I mean, I guess that makes sense because I think younger kids below the age of seven, if they were watching it by themselves, they might get a little bit frightened from the shipwreck. But, I mean, if they're watching it with their families, then I'm sure they'll enjoy it just as much as the older kids and parents would enjoy it. Yeah, they feel safer around them. So So do you think you have a favorite character in this movie? Well, my favorite, like, it's not... Okay, I'm just going to say this, okay? I like black, and I 
like Alec. Black, because he's a horse and I love animals. Uh-huh. Um, because I think that I like that he wants to do his own thing. He wants to be on his own. But then again, you can't be on your own a lot of the time. You have mm-hmm. to have help from other people. And I like Alec because he's small and he's little and he rides a horse on the beach. That's that's nice. Yeah. That's a good reason to like someone, uh-huh. for sure. <laughs> and do you have a favorite scene in this movie? Yes, I do have a favorite scene. I, I, I guess I should tell you about that, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, Alex trying to get Black to like him. So what do you do when you try to get an animal or a horse to like you? You give them food. So on the island, he finds like leaves and such and nuts to give the horse. And so he tries to, he like first lays it down, like lays the food down in a bowl, then he backs up. And so he lets the horse eat it. And then he, he gives him another one, but he stands closer and then closer and then closer. And then finally he gets it in his hand and he gets him to eat out of his hand. And so after that, it's kind of like he trusts him. And it's really, it's really nice how they whole bond on that scene. Is there any scenes that you thought could have been left out of the movie or something that you didn't think really fit? Um, I, like, as I said before, like, the whole, the whole, like, speeding up thing mm-hmm. in the beginning, I felt like some of it was, yeah, unneeded, like, in the beginning, I'm just like, they didn't need that, but, I mean, I guess they need to lengthen the film, and, and I'm just like, well, they could lengthen that, and it was, I was just getting fights with myself, so. <laughs> And how long is the movie? Um, it's approximately like one thirty, one forty-five. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, I, that's uh, like a good length for um for younger kids, I think. Yeah, because after like um two hours, they kind of just you know zone they out. they zone out. Yeah, I think at about like one thirty, they're like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Unless it's like a Toy Story, because that could go on forever. Yeah. <laughs> So, what do you think of the soundtrack? Well, the soundtrack, I didn't really... Like, in that scene, that's my favorite. Um, I like the soundtrack to that because he's riding on a horse and he's galloping. <laughs> and the music is all, like, galloping and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I like it. I like its melody and stuff. It's really, mm-hmm. it's really flowing and, yeah. Mm-hmm. And were there any big twists and turns in this movie? Um, it's not your traditional movie. It's not, like... Cinderella gone like not Cinderella gone wrong but like Cinderella with the twist or Snow White with the twist it's not a set tale that it can twist from so I guess not because it's not set on an actual story or tale so Mm -hmm. you are listening to Voice America Kids Network I'm your co-host Raven Devaney I'm Hobiton and today we are talking about the presidential inauguration, Mama, Warm Bodies, and right now we are talking about the Black Stallion. And I am here with Brianna, and she was just telling me all about some scenes that she really enjoyed and also some some scenes that she think could have been worked on. Try t- saying some scenes over and over and over again. It will get you. It'll get yeah. I know you will too. It's kind of funny. <laughs> so um. How many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? I give this film four out of five stars because, again, like the 
I think the scenes were too short. Well, in the beginning and so at the end, the scenes were too short and I had too little details and the whole speeding up thing. Because when films speed up in the beginning, in the middle, or the end, it kind of, um, it's like if you look, it's like if you just get up and you wake up too fast or you hit your head on something, it gets you dizzy and you can't really concentrate on anything after oh, that. I hate that. So, when you yeah. stand up too soon and you're like so dizzy. I yeah. can't imagine that in a movie. That kind of pleasant. Can't feel. You like, I like I saw the rest of the movie and I liked it. It's just mm-hmm. with those scenes I was kind of weirded out. Well, and if it doesn't really catch you at the beginning and like give you a good vibe at the beginning, then it's kind of hard to go on through the rest of the movie. So, yeah. I think that's definitely something to pay attention to. If you can get past the beginning, then you'll like this movie for sure. Yeah. So, is Black and Alec really the only characters in this movie, or are well, there, like, more? Well, no. I, gosh. Um, <laughs> uh, I At first, I thought that they would be on the island the whole time, and it would be all, like, island yeah, cause that's survival. <laughs> um, but it's kind of like, after they get on the island um, for a few days or weeks, I can't really precisely remember, but some travelers like stumble across the island. I don't know how. It doesn't tell, and I would really like to know. <laughs> and it freaks me out. They just, just show up. Island <laughs> and so they get to the island, and they bring Black and Alec back to England, mm-hmm. and he finds his mother, and his mother's like happy Black saved Alec because he ba- he basically dragged Alec to the island, and mm-hmm. so there in England, a retired horse trainer named Henry Daly, played by Mickey Rooney, he helps Alec train Black. So it's kind of a multi, I guess, plot because in the beginning they're on a ship and then in the middle they are on an island and then I guess towards the middle and end they're on land and training for a horse show. So it's kind of, and there's a lot of different characters. So mm-hmm. not all of them are specified. Yeah. Well, it sounds like a fantastic movie. So everyone, be sure to check out The Black Stallion playing this month on HGNet Movies and Kids Scene. And Brianna, will you tell us the age group that you recommend it for one more time, please? 7 to 14. And younger ages. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, and see your favorite up-and-coming film critics by going to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna hope And you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week. Bye.